we're Matt, we're in we're we're into we're into the Halloween stuff and you're gonna be this is, this is like your wheelhouse. I'm so like I've yeah, I'm well first of all, I I have to just address this whole this whole new setup because first of all, those of you listening, uh, fingers crossed will be hearing <laughs> fingers a much clearer voice uh coming through to you, uh, at least from my end. And my uh, end. this episode we're kind of yeah, well, that's right. No, that's okay. So, yeah, so hopefully you'll be hearing two clear voices from from here on out, every episode. Finally, I will no longer be relegated to to calling in from from the field, as it were. <laughs> from the field. Um, <laughs> and having every other word I say, you know, cut off and, and various <laughs> misunderstandings <laughs> and cross-talking and... Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's right. No more of that. That's the, that's the past. This is the future. Um, I think all we have to do now, the only thing we have to do now is now we have to go back and re-record all the previous episodes, oh, so good. that we they so that they match up. So so yeah. So it's fine. I it's I actually I transcribed all the episodes. <laughs> Word, word for word, syllable by syllable. So always, we just got to go back and redo them. All. Hey, but so that's no big deal. Hey, we can we can knock that off in an afternoon. I'm, so. Oh yeah, I'm I I remember everything um, I said. <laughs> I I I, re, I replay everything I talk about every time before I go to bed. So I'm good for it. Um, oh good. We're in Halloween, man. This is your wheelhouse. Oh boy. Ooh, is it my? I guess it is. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, of the, of two, the of two, two of us, I guess it is. Yeah, you are the because wheelhouse. A, because apparently, as we learned on uh, Aliens, you don't. Li- someone doesn't like scary movies. I hate it. Which is uh, this is awful. which is honestly, I never really thought about that. Um, again, I'm learning all these things about you that you hated Pee Wee and like you, you don't like scary movies, and it's it's revelatory. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes, this is to celebrate as we're coming into October now to celebrate Halloween. We thought we'd pick some um, season appropriate <sighs> films. <laughs> I'm 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 very excited in all the ways that I can torture my brother this month. Basically, that's that's essentially the, that's what I'm most looking forward to with this. I, yeah, I um, yes, I'm glad you're. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm here for you. That's that's <laughs> this is this is um, God, man. Oh okay, so uh, we're so this this week. What did we What did we we watched the Sixth Sense? So. That's right. We watched the sixth, not the sixth sense, not to be confused with the sixth sense, which is the, of course, the uh, world-renowned Polish film <laughs> about the young orphan boy who finds six pennies in the gutter. It's a <laughs> oh, right, right. I forgot about that. Okay, so uh, sorry. Your, yeah. your your knowledge of movies is so so thorough. I I, I took that <laughs> you walk. Thought you were oh. I, you were like you were like ooh, what is this? This sounds a like Polish a Polish film. So I, it's, uh, what, what? It sounds like a terrible fucking movie. It doesn't sound like um, a good movie, but um, <laughs> no, uh, no the sixth no the sixth sense. Yeah, uh, of course, the directed by M Night Shyamalan. I want to start there. Um, that was my first note. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. What a great into this. fucking name. I'm sorry. Right? I love it. It sounds like a comic book name that someone made it up does. for themselves. M Night, especially first of all, he because he write he does movies that are of the of the dark scary variety he has a name yes. that literally is like m night Shyamalan is like i'm right? like i'm like 
It already sounds creepy. It like, sounds already, creepy. It's it sets the tone already. Although I have to say, I do I do also enjoy his brother uh, W Afternoon Shyamalan. I do like him too. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So you know, his, bro- his brother yes. W Afternoon Shyamalan. He makes he makes like screwball comedy. So gotcha, uh, gotcha. Okay. He's kind of people haven't discovered him yet, but he's uh he's out there. Okay. Um. I feel like I needed a rim shot there, and I should add that in. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that I wrote that down, and like most good movies, as this one is, um, very little notes. You know, you you, you get into yeah, a movie, it's, it's hard to stop and write a note uh, in the middle yeah. of it. You're kind of in it, and um, so a lot of the notes that I wrote down after watching the film uh, were after the fact um, that I was just kind right. of. Uh, talking about and so i want to i want to personally if i may start Mm, with um my general feeling of this movie what i really enjoy about it is it is a it is a scary movie but when you get to the end of it it is i don't want to say it's heartwarming but it it, the total feel of it by the end I mean, like, so obviously the, you know, spoiler alert, the biggest, you know, whatever, this movie. Yeah, okay, well, that's, I feel like that's the thing is, like, because, I mean, this movie is, yeah. like, mainly known for its spoiler, right. for its ending, yes. for its twist ending. Correct. That's, like, the defining thing about this film. But what it I was find... kind of a big right, but cultural what, thing. And so what I was interested in watching, and I think I've only watched this movie maybe once, maybe twice before this, so... Um, really? Wow. Um, and... I distinctly remember when the movie when the movie came out. I think our father. When did it come out? When what, what time time period is this? This was August of nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. A, which we'll get nineteen ninety nine, which is where our timeline for the this podcast ends. So this is right at the end of where our okay our our timeline ends. But ninety nine was a all oh, by the way a great year for movies. So like this is a new one. Year. This is this is as new as you're going to get on this podcast. Um, yes, exactly. This is like the new the, yeah the new uh, the 20, <laughs> the, almost almost the twenty first century. Current. Okay. Um, I distinctly remember everybody who ever who saw this movie at the time. It was like it all started with the same thing. Oh my god, it's a great movie. You'll never guess what's. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm just like, right. and that was it. That's all anyone would say. And it's like you yeah. would go, and it was. It kind of had this feeling, almost like Blair Witch when Blair Witch came out. Mm. Same was, year, by the way. <laughs> okay, so there was this, like, I don't want to say cult, but it kind it the uh, word of mouth. It was kind of a. Uh, it, it hit the the zeitgeist and it kind of went viral before viral is it was even a thing. But it's like it yeah. the word got around very quickly about this movie um, because of this twist. Um, and and I remember that vividly. But so I was interested in watching it for this this time because because the twist is so much such a big part of this movie. I was curious to watch it knowing the whole time what the twist is. And so then you're you're watching it from a completely different vantage point obviously because you're trying to see from a just technical capacity yeah. how they shot it, you know, and seeing mm-hmm. if you see anything. But as you're doing that, there's just an actual genuinely good story in it that I think resolves very nicely at the end of it in a way that I think works very well and you you come away with a much more heartwarming sensation for for a movie that is really a scary movie. 
it ends very, very kind of positively, which is which is neat. Right. It's a neat trick, not just the you know the twist, but it's a neat neat yeah. trick, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I I uh, I definitely remember when this movie came out and seeing the trailers and not really knowing quite what to expect. I remember it looking interesting and thinking it's Bruce Willis, you know, and he was a big star at the time, and it's it was just um, and of course, and then there's this kid in the trailer. We're like, who's this kid? I don't know who this kid is. It's just Bruce. It was a Bruce. It was the new Bruce Willis movie, right? And but it, and so yeah, it was, but it was one of those movies that kind of we didn't really know what we were in for. When we went to the theater, I remember it definitely was one of those where like we had one or I remember having one kind of conception of what it was going to be and then not being really prepared for for what the experience of watching it that first time was going to be. Because right. it was genuinely that twist was genuinely shocking. When shocking. It happened. Like because and I'm and, and we've gotten into this before, but like I'm very naive and I, I I've like especially when it comes to movies, I will. I fall for everything. I'm totally in and like I'm always like, "Whoa, really? He was the killer? I had no idea." <laughs> so, so in this case, I mean, of course, I was just blindsided like, "What yeah. the fuck?" Um, but I think everybody kind of was and and it ended up becoming this big cultural thing and I think I looking back at it cuz I have watched it a few times since then and but I hadn't watched it in a while. So this time watching it, I was very like very objective and looking at it, um, like you said, from the vantage point, uh, very specifically of knowing what's going to happen. And so looking at how, how the whole movie works as a whole, as a, now that I know the underlying reality, which, spoiler folks, Bruce Willis is fucking dead. He's a ghost. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know, then I mean, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. Maybe we should have had a disclaimer. But right, but you're watching this. You're, you're watching this movie, and I'm watching it. And the, whole, the one thing that I noticed that I love about this is that he's in the same clothes. Every, every, yeah. which, which you right. I, is, it, don't it, notice. It yeah. boggles my mind that you don't notice that. Right. Well, he's either. Well, he's either. I think, and the trick is, and it was kind of really smart on M Knight's part that he three part he suit is in his. He's in the three part suit, but then, or he's in the sweater, right. which we see him put on, which is a ratty. The beginning yes, of the it movie. looks like something that he puts on just when he gets at home, and that's what he does. So it, it so it kind of gives the illusion that you know, oh, he's changing clothes, but but it still it still works, you know. Oh, it's, uh, it's... Which is you know, and it and it was and it is. I I gotta say because like. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do we need to do a synopsis for this movie? Should I mean, I don't. I guess we I should. Like I, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess we should. It's really simple. I mean, it's. Yeah, a, I mean, well, I think. Well, I think what's interesting about it, in terms of like looking at the plot, is mainly because this is one of those movies that it's one experience the first time you watch it, and then every subsequent viewing, it's a totally different experience. Like the first right. time you watch it, it's because the first time you watch it, basically, it's like a Bruce Willis procedural. It's like. This guy, right. he's he's trying to help this kid and trying to redeem himself because he failed this other kid that he's haunted by. And that's what the movie is. But then, of course, in the end, we find out that he's dead. And actually, you realize now that the movie is actually about this kid trying to help him. Right. Trying to help him understand the nature of his predicament and what has happened to him and how to move on. And right. that's really what the what the story is. So there is that really fascinating kind of reversal that happens, and and I do really like because it's interesting. Because honestly, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm actually a little bit torn on how to 
determine how this movie holds up. Really? Um, yes, I'm I am. surprised because, by that. Well, okay, so because there's because the thing is there's 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 multiple levels to this, right? Because on the one hand, there's the nostalgic remembrance of seeing it in the theater for the first time, which I still remember, and I remember it being amazing. Like, I really remember. I remember being shocked by that ending. I remember being really scared by some of the scenes in this movie oh, because I was no. just not ex- I was not expecting the, the intensity of a couple of the moments oh, in this it's, movie. Oh, it's yes. Um and Haley yeah, Joel Osment so, just oh, yeah. sells I mean, well, the well, we shit can, out of it. We're going to get Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to get I mean that's like yeah, we're going to talk about him for sure. Yeah. Obviously. But but like but so yeah, so there's the nostalgic level, then there's the the looking at it post first viewing where you know the underlying reality and looking at it that way and then there's now from the vantage point of now at this point it's fucking jesus christ how long is it like 24 years ago jesus holy shit (laughs) i was about to say 14 years i was like no it's 24 24 years years ago that was 20 this this movie came out 24 years ago okay so yeah so then there's that so so what i what i kind of realized was I think that there are there are a few like just uh, undeniable facts. I mean, I do think the movie it's a good movie. There's undeniably it is a good movie. It's a very well-made movie. Yes. I think M Night Shyamalan is a he really is a great director. He he's very good with the camera. I think he actually in fact, I remember specifically when Signs came out I remember for the first time thinking, this is the first time I've seen a filmmaker come close to like Spielbergian quality. Right. Although my my feeling about that has lessened a little bit since. Initially, I was like, holy shit, this guy is very like Spielbergian. Because he, he does have a very good understanding of how to use the camera to tell a story. The, the, it's all very economical and very clearly mapped out. And, and he there's clearly a vision like driving this whole thing. Um, and, and, and the twist is very effective. And I do think if you look at it, I don't, he doesn't cheat. He doesn't like, it's not, he doesn't really, it's not manipulative really. I mean, it's, it's all there. Like the evidence is all there. You just don't see it until your perception is, is altered when you find out the truth. Right. And then you're able to see, oh, okay, no, it's been there all along. I just didn't see it. Right. And I love that about it. I think that's what you want to do with like one of these kind of twists. You don't because you, you know, you want to be genuinely surprised, but you don't want it to kind of But don't you feel uh, like that uh, undercuts it a little bit? Because the because, well, because the central the, the whole point is the is it's like showing the magic trick. Once mm, you see yeah. it, you've lost the magic. Yeah. And so it's like Yes, that was, and that was what I, yeah, that is actually and that is what I was getting at, which is that it's I will say that in my opinion, the twist of the movie, it it just it doesn't have the same impact it did that first time you see it. And it never will. I mean, that's the thing is it's it just by the very nature of what it is, you'll never have that experience again. It's like you had that one time, you were your mind was blown, but then that was it. Now everybody knows that Bruce Willis is fucking dead. <laughs> like, which is that's a kind of very sad thing to say at this point. Um, well, his yeah, career, yes, his life. yes. I, but, I, um, I think you're right on it. You you can't have a. I guess what you're getting at, or at least what I feel like you're getting at, is that the movie without the significance of that twist the movie doesn't have enough see i don't know cuz see here's the thing i think it does but i think the twist was so b- 
big and such a big part of its identity that when you now watching it, you can't watch it and and enjoy it for the for just the story. You end up watching it like you did, which is all you're doing is trying to find where did the, like you're, you all you're doing is trying to find the signs of the twist the whole thing through. Well, right. Well, I should say I did feel that way, but I only felt that way about the Bruce Willis side of the story because what the other thing I want to say is that ultimately now what I realize this movie is real the, the heart and soul of this movie is Haley Joel Osment and Tony Collette. It's the mother-son yes. relationship yes. in this movie. It's that story. That is and I found those scenes to be unbelievably like poignant. Yeah, the cl- amazing. The I climactic mean, scene the climactic oh, scene yeah, in the I, car? No, they're both they're both fucking spectacular in this movie. Spectacular. They're spectacular. It's unbelievably great. And and it and and I think that I think maybe that is the thing is that clearly that is is the heart and soul of the movie and what what M Night I think is most I keep calling him M Night. Somehow that seems very familiar. But uh, I, I like it. <laughs> What M Night, but not Night, which I'm sure everyone just calls him Night. M Night, I would I M. call Knight. him M Night because I'm very close to him. Um, M Night, uh, I think he he is he obviously that is what he's most interested. It's like in. Eminem's. It's like a special day for Eminem. It's M Night. <laughs> it's M Night down at the yeah. local, local club. That's right. Come on down. Two yeah. for one specials. It's M Night. <laughs> it's <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Oh man! Sorry. What a what a what a what a name on this guy. Let me tell uh. you. Um. So so yeah. So but I think that's what he's most invested in is that story because those scenes are just so they feel so honest and truthful and heartbreaking. And I think that the the thing about the movie is that I have to say all of the Bruce Willis stuff now I don't find interesting. Right. I, now that I know the twist, whenever it cuts to Bruce Willis, I'm kind of like. Yeah, no, get back to the mom and the kid. Yes. I like that's what I want to see. Yes. And so that was I think that was the that was the only drag about it was like and not that it's bad, not that like Bruce Willis is bad necessarily. He's 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 good in the movie. It's and I think like I said, I think the twist is pulled off well. I think maybe that the movie is kind of built a, a little too much on his story and on the Bruce Willis procedural aspect of it. Um, Can you explain so that, procedural? When you say procedural, I feel like you're like, you're dis, like I feel like that's a specific movie kind of term that you're using. And I, <laughs> one I, of my one of my terms, one again, of the ter- yes. movie terms, the MacGuffin, uh, yeah, that those of us in in the industry use all the time. Um, yeah, uh, I work in a warehouse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, procedural means. <laughs> That basically, like you know, like a detective story, like because that's basically what it is. Like he's he's a child psychologist oh, trying yeah. to help this kid, but basically it's like a detective trying to put the pieces together and figure out what's going on with this kid and how to help him and all that. So that's what I mean by procedural, basically. Okay. Um, but what's really fascinating and emotionally involving and and incredible is this the story of this kid, this traumatized kid. And his mom and his and his relationship with it, this mom, his this single mom who's struggling after the trauma of this divorce to try to, you know, uh, still maintain a relationship with this kid who's going through something that she can't possibly understand and that he can't explain. And it's like, and it becomes this really kind of powerful sort of metaphor for what it would be like for what it's like, I imagine, for a mother and a son in that kind of situation. And those scenes just, I mean 
are so much more poignant and powerful to me now watching it. I mean, I mean, yeah, let's just go ahead and I mean, Haley Joel Osment is fucking, I mean, he's insane. he's unreal in this movie. It's it's absolutely nuts. And he was, I mean, I think what he was like 10 years old at the time he made this. And I mean, it's absolutely nuts. He um I wrote in my notes that he, I have a note here that says, Halo Joel Osment's performance in this movie is what the special effects were to Star Wars. <laughs> which I think, yeah. which, which is basically to say that like, it, it's, it takes something that's, that's good. It's not bad. It's, it is good, but it elevates it to like oh. a different plane. He because is, he's insane in this movie. He's he is better than he is three times a better actor than like all the grown ups in this movie except for maybe Tony Collette. Yeah, they're like they match each other really well because she's un. She's she's real. Yeah, she, well. she's real. She's really good too. No, I I think you're right on the Bruce and Bruce Willis. I mean, he's a good enough actor, but I I just I don't know. I've never. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've never I've never found him to be a, a particularly compelling actor to me. I I feel like he's he's gotten a lot of uh, good parts. Uh, I feel like. Well, I don't yeah. know. What's your feeling on that? I've never. Bruce Willis has been somebody that I struggle with because I feel like he gets a lot of credit as an actor, and I just feel like he plays a lot of the similar characters. Uh, it's it's inter- he, it's really interesting. And look, I, we should say just before we get into this, I, I you know because I, I don't know I don't know how much you know, but his his current situation. Yeah, I know he's 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 suffering and dealing with yeah. dementia. And yeah, so so that and that's terrible. And I you know. My, my heart goes out to his family and to what he's dealing with. But like, but yeah, as it was funny because I was looking at my friend and I one time were looking at his filmography to try to figure out <laughs> what happened because because <laughs> if you think back to Bruce Willis in like I mean in Die Hard in the first Die Hard or yeah. I mean there's the show he did in the eighties called Moonlighting yeah. I've never seen it but it's but it's kind of this call it's beloved show comedic show he used to have a lightness to him. And like yeah. a, and a and kind of a shine in his eyes and kind of a, a more energetic kind of like swagger to him a little bit that by I have to say I think it was I think we figured out it was by this point it was by like ninety eight ninety nine was when his his eyes started to become dead <laughs> <laughs> and something left him and I don't know what it was um, and in fact it should be it's actually interesting I was do, in my research I realized that he actually. He 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 got the role in this movie mainly out of a at, as part of a compensation deal with the studio because he had he was uh, doing this movie called Broadway Brawler for Disney that ended up uh, shutting down production. It was like like um, I think like twenty days into shooting this fairly big budget movie just shut down because I guess he was having trouble and he like f- fired a bunch of people on the movie and it was like a pretty big scandal and as part of that the the fallout of that part of his like the compensatory deal he came up with with the studio was he owed them like three movies and one of them was the sixth sense what so what were the other two yeah literally what what were the other two uh let's see hang on let me see because I, I, ju- I just found this out tonight in doing my research. Really? Actually. I mean, that's, that's um, an insane... The, yeah, okay. So okay. So here's the whole thing. Um, 20 days into shooting, Willis, unhappy with the work of some of the crew, fired multiple people, leading to Disney to shut production down. Instead of suing him, the studio cut a deal with Willis to work on three films for a discounted rate. And those three films were Armageddon, <laughs> The Sixth Sense, and The Kid, which came out in 2000. Oh, my God. So... 
Which is funny because I'm looking at the poster for the kid and it's literally just, it could have been a picture of Bruce Willis from Sixth Sense. Like literally, <laughs> like they just took a photo of him from that shoot right. and put it on the fucking poster for this. Wow. So anyway, so maybe that's that, I mean, it's kind of hard to overlook that. Although he did end up doing Unbreakable with M. Night, which is, in my opinion, his best movie. And Bruce Willis is great in it and that's a fucking phenomenal film. But anyway, I think in this one, he's kind of... I don't know if he's as invested. I feel know, like he's a prop. He's, I, the way the way you just you, the because you're absolutely right. The, the 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 central part of this movie, the heart and soul of this movie, is Osman and Colette and that dynamic. And I felt the same way you did. They kept cutting away. The only reason why I ever well, I shouldn't say that. I I, I was relieved every time they went to 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 Bruce Willis because there was nothing scary <laughs> happening when Bruce Willis was on the screen. <laughs> I didn't have to watch through my fucking fingers the entire time. Oh so, my god. <laughs> when when Colette when Colette and Osmond when when Osmond was on the screen, I was watching through my fingers the whole fucking time. <laughs> but when it was only Willis, I was like, "Oh, we're good. I didn't have to watch anything through yeah. my eyes, you know, uh or through my fingers." Right. So, um uh so that being said, I I think the way you described it though with him them being the heart and soul of the movie, I actually think that Bruce Willis, and because the twist is so central to what I think M. Night was trying to do, I'm going to use it too, that, that M. Night, yeah, our good close it. personal friend, let's was trying it. to yes. do uh, was was this twist. He's a prop. In, in a magic trick, he's like, look over here, look over here, look over here the whole time, yeah. which is a distraction from like... The, well, the whole thing, the way it's shot, like, okay, so so the, the central thing that makes you believe that he's that he's um, alive, apart from talking to Osmond, is the scenes with his wife and right. the way they choose to shoot that, right? And they make it look like it's, it's like a marriage going wrong, but the whole time, it's a trick. It's, it, it, you know... The, what you think is a story plot line of non-talking, non-verbal, nothing happening between them is actually yeah. required to pull off the trick. And so when you watch yeah. it, or the twist, when you watch it again, you realize the way it's shot is simply to, to, to trick you, which I think is what yeah. undercuts the performance of him because there's only one way to do it that you couldn't. There was yeah. no other option of ch- shooting it that way because of, if you did anything else, you give away the trick and then it's it's done. Which is why I think we yeah. find the Colette and Osmond part so compelling is because the actors have full reign to take that the, that relationship and that interaction to wherever yeah. it wants there's to no- go. Yeah, there's no um there's no like narrative responsibility on them right. to pay off, you know, something later. It's just they just get to fully inhabit those scenes. Correct. And just be in the in the moment. And yeah. So yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, I mean, so so I feel like it like I said, it's still it is it's a good movie. Like it's not a bad movie, but I am conflicted to, on whether or not it holds up because the twist, I don't know if it really, I guess but it just can't hold up to that first viewing, but, but it still is a good movie. And yeah, I mean, those scenes, I mean, I mean, between Haley Joel Osment and Tony Collette are just so amazing. And I mean, Haley Joel Osment is, 
I mean, he's like otherworldly in this movie. Like Daniel Day Lewis in a ten-year-old body. He's fucking insane. Truly, I mean, <laughs> truly, there are times, and in fact, the o- the only moments that are strange in his performance are when he acts like a real kid. Yes, <laughs> like yes, like, he looks like when he yes, he. I'm like when he says, when he says like you said the s word. I'm like wait. That it, it takes you out of it. It's like, wait, no, you're not a. You're, you're a thirty-five-year-old like man. Ex- what do you? Exactly. You've heard this a hundred times. Exactly, but oh my, yeah, no, he's he's spectacular. When I he mean, has and, to and, act and, normal, when Haley Joel Osment yeah. has to act like an actual to child, be a normal kid. It, him it's at the weird. scene, yes, it's him too at the, weird. When he's holding, he's he's uh, King Arthur, and he's falling with the kids, yes. and he's in this. I'm like. Oh my God, this guy's kid's really creepy. He was super, I was super into him when he was scared and they were calling him a freak. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's legitimately cool. And then when he's actually being normal and ever the kids are supposed to get along with him, I'm like, this kid is totally off his rocker. Get him out of here. Like, what is going on? Oh. I know. Yeah, no. It's He was preparing okay, for so, AI. That's what happened. It was all this stuff oh then. God. He he's preparing for AI cuz he looks very robotic in these and he's just like I I, uh. That movie AI was like a religious experience for me seeing that movie in the theater, I truly. Know. Um incredible performance. But anyway, we're talking about the sixth sense. Um so okay, well let's talk scares because because apparently you texted the whole fucking during movie. This, the whole you, fucking movie. You told me you were a mess. You were a mess. A mess. My we paused it for a fucking moment, and Lexi's like, "Go ahead, hit play again." And I go, "I I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep watching this." Like, and she's like, <laughs> oh "Why?" God. She goes, "Why are you so scared? You know what fucking happens." I go, "I don't know what happens. It's all about. <laughs> it's all about the scares." So, anyways, I, I, before we get into the scares, because there's quite a few of them that that I that. that uh, I hate that. Oh. But um, <laughs> I want to state this though. What I what I realized, we have to, to to talk about the scares before we have to do that. I feel like we have to talk about the score, and I don't know who did it, mm. but the the sound and music in this movie mm. is, I think, largely responsible for the tension that is mm. that that happens because at the end of the movie, you know, it, it ends on a kind of positive you know note it's not scary and you know bruce willis i don't know what he does he goes off to whatever and and haley joel osmond is 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 okay with his role he's accepted accepted. yeah he's accepted his powers and yeah yeah. and so it's it's it it ends on a, a more positive note but then at the end they go roll the credits and then the music comes back and Lexi and I are just sitting in there with, and all they're showing is fucking credits. And it's like Lexi goes, "Okay, shut this off. The music is way too fucking creepy." And I'm like, "Yeah, this music is just awful. Like it's it's. I mean, great for the movie, but just yeah, fucking, yeah. oh, it's just awful." Yeah, it J- James James, New- James Newton Howard did the score. He did a lot. I think he's done most of M Night's films. Oh my god. Yeah. No, yeah. Score <sighs> score is great. Yeah, very yeah, very creepy. There are some there are some very effective scares in this and i i mean I, i'm not gonna lie like i wasn't i was i wasn't a mess during this i was okay um but there definitely were i mean listen no there's definitely a couple of very solid scares and particularly though it was more just remembering seeing it in the theater because seeing it in the theater was terrifying not me genuinely there were i mean i would but but like i mean well okay what were you what was your was, well, was there a big one in particular? Well, in the last episode, I I, I alluded to this um, when we were talking about it, and I don't think I talked about it. 
uh, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think I acknowledged or said what it was. There is a scene mm-hmm. in this movie that that haunts me to this day, and it's still and it and Ooh. I hate it. It's just and it's not even that scary of a scene. It's the opening scene. It's mm-hmm. the scene where he gets oh, shot yeah. um, with Donnie Wahlberg. By the yeah, right. Remember, I we teased this in the last episode. Uh, just, it was like when you find out who that is, you're gonna be shocked. Yeah. Were you? Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. But, I mean, fucking Donnie Wahlberg, new kids on the block. Yes, goes like full on Christian Bale. Oh, and like yes. he's amazing. He's yes. like fucking incredible. Oh, he's incredible. Haunts me to this day. Haunts me. Oh my god, insane to this day. So I that yeah. scene of just like. I don't know. It's something about walking into your own bedroom, being yeah. okay, thinking everything's fine, and then kind of noticing something amiss, and then all of a sudden, it's There's not a stranger in your right. But it's house, not yeah. just a stranger. It's not a stranger who's like, um, it's not like you broke into. Some, it's not like you walked into a burglar who's not there necessarily to hurt you or to do something but just is there to steal stuff and you happen to walk in on them like right it's it's there is somebody who is just really unhinged and obviously trouble correct you don't have and, no idea what they want or what they're gonna do. or yeah. that you can even have a conversation that would even result right. in stopping whatever it is that's going yes. on and and yeah like all of that and 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 just Oh, it's just, oh, it's just, it's still, scene, it haunts it's, me, it's, haunts me. I just, it's oh. very, it's, it's very well done in how it, like you said, it, it, it is, it's the whole thing of like, you think you're safe, you think they're just going up to their bedroom and then they notice there's glass on the floor and just the way it's shot is very like, yeah, it's, it's very effective. Like he's, I will, he's very good with the camera. I will say that. And, like, and, and. And I think the other thing about this movie, to move off of that and go to another to, mm. to other scares, I think the other thing about this movie, from a scare standpoint, that I think is what is interesting, and again, it's why I talked about the score first, is because I don't feel like there's a lot of like genuinely terrifying things. You know, it's mm. not like you're seeing a lot of stuff that is scary. It's yeah. it's a lot of. Again, Haley Joel Osment's terror that you're responding to, partly. Yeah. It's a lot of the music buildup. In the same way Jaws, the music just builds the tension, and there's really nothing going on on screen, but you know something is coming so that your tension is, yes. is rising. Um, you know, one of the scariest scenes I thought to me was the um, the scene where Haley Joel Osment uh, goes to sleep in his bedroom has to go to the bathroom and then mm-hmm. he he runs into the bathroom and then someone walks across the 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 you know yep. the scene just i mean yeah, the housewife in the kitchen that that part is that part is terrifying my honestly for me the biggest scare and actually it 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 it, it uh, goes in line with your jaws reference is the scene when he gets when hilly jawsman gets locked in the yes the attic at the party by the kids. Yes. And that scene, I remember that scene actually 
scaring me the most in the theater and still to this day I think it's this it's my it's the scariest scene for me because you don't see what's right. happening right and and because Haley Joel Osment is so convincing in his terror yes. because he, he is screaming yes. for them like when they're putting him in there like he is screaming for his life and then when the door closes and you hear just the shuffling of footsteps and then the balloon pops and he's it's it's fucking terrifying and also Tony Collette just as a mother right. hearing your child screaming on the other side of a door that you can't open i mean i can't even that's like the worst fucking nightmare i can't even imagine well not only that 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 scene yes so unbelievably effective yes and the uh the 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 whole time i'm watching it i'm i'm looking at the uh, other parents who live in the fucking house and i'm like oh help shit (laughs) like her i'm like that and this brings up this is actually an interesting point her Literally, I don't know, did you notice this? That pretty much everyone in the movie who's not Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, and Tony Collette is a piece of shit yes. in this movie. <laughs> like, like oh literally, everyone sucks. They, everyone is yes. horrible. And maybe that's to just aid in the sort of alienation that Haley Joel Osment and his mom are feeling. And like, But like, yeah, the fucking yuppie parents at that party, I fucking hated all of them. I wanted them all to fucking die. Like, I really well, hated them. I, well, I just, I don't know if I wanted them all to die, but I, I, I wanted them to, to... They're fictional characters. Well, okay. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Let them die. <laughs> Okay. Well, I think that, uh, I think, no, the whole time I was sitting there going like, you own the house. Like it's locked open. Get, get the fucking key. Do something. Don't just stare. Do something. Clearly have a reaction. Maybe clearly there's a child screaming, do something. I mean, like I was just like, so I, 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 yeah. So that one was, that one was rough. Um, um, I, I was also very, I was very disturbed by, the whole Munchausen by proxy thing with the oh, little yes, girl yes. whose mother poisons her because I I had never heard of that disorder. Right. I didn't know this was a thing. So I remember seeing that and just being like, wait a second, she poisoned her right. own daughter? Right. It just made, it was like, it didn't make any, I mean, it still doesn't make any sense, but obviously it's a, it's, it's a thing. Unfortunately, a real thing. Yeah. It's a thing. But that was like, yeah. So, and that was very, like, very disturbing. Oh, Lexi and I like, had profoundly a, disturbing. Lexi and I had a whole discussion about this after the fact, and I and I said the mm. question. I'm like, can you imagine being a grieving father in that moment? <laughs> and which, which, by the way, I I, I do have one little thing that uh, Bruce Willis, his character, because he he at this point, you think he's a mentor. Kind of to this kid right, at, right. at some point, and and regardless, ghost or not ghost, doing this at the funeral is a little like direct. It's yeah. a little on the nose. I I just I'm kind of yeah. like like okay, yeah, you know this is, is a I pretty. Mean, I mean, yes, it works for a movie. That's a lot, but it's just like can you imagine yeah. being a father at the funeral of your young daughter? And and then some odd boy hands you a box which happens to have a video and it it shows your wife who at this point at this point you think you're both grieving like you think that both of you are grieving this thing the loss and then you find out that she not only is she not grieving she she she's responsible for it yeah I I told Lex I go I. I don't know how I would respond, especially if he had a a very good relationship with his wife in which they thought they had this very, like, if you thought, like, can you imagine the, yeah, the, I, the, yeah. the, 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 
I don't know how to respond it's to it. It's almost honestly it's it's almost uh, too complex a concept for him <laughs> to put into this movie. Like, like it's it's effective, but it's almost like maybe you could have chosen something a little simpler because this is like hour. Oh man, an hour. That's a whole fucking movie. Yes. That's a whole movie. An hour and a half of acting to, that to, I don't want to watch. By the way, right? I have another movie similar to the t- similar right. to the movie about the right. frow line from the yes. toy. I have no don't want to watch this one either. No, we can put that in the list of of movies I don't want to watch. Alternative movies we don't want to watch. Uh, that's it. That I don't. I don't have anything else on this movie. I. 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 You know. I. Th- again. Y- y- so you said that you y- you struggle on whether it holds up. So I. I'm, let's put you to the test. Does it? Do you think it holds up? I mean, or do you have other things you want to talk about before we? Uh... I mean, I. I don't. I think I. You know. It's a it is a good movie. Objectively, it's a it's a good it's a very competently it's a well made movie. It's not just a competently made movie. It's a very well made movie. I think that, like I said, M Night M Night is very good with his camera. Um, I really <laughs> like the scene, like the scene when um, when Haley Joel Osment and Bruce Willis are when he's he's uh, Bruce Willis is trying to convince him to let him like help him, right. and he tells him, "I'm going to ask you. I'm going to uh, what does he say? I'm going to um, I'm going to ch- I'm going to try to read your mind and guess I'm something. A mind reader, and with yeah. each each answer I get right, you're going to take a step forward, and each answer I get wrong, you take a step back. I really like that scene and how economical it is, the way it's shot and the way it's edited. And he M Night definitely he has a really good like he's very good with that. Like it, there's a very there's a real logic to the way he shoots things that really works beautifully um and i also think it is it is important to point out that you know this movie was a massive success it was actually the second highest grossing film of 1999 behind phantom menace worldwide it was like a massive hit yeah massive hit and it needs to be pointed out that this is a movie that is not based on a book it's not based on a comic book it's not based on any like you know uh uh, ip pre-existing ip or anything so it's it's an original original screenplay Totally original screenplay, and that is awesome, and that needs to be acknowledged, and it's really, really fucking cool when a filmmaker or an artist comes out of nowhere and, and, and writes an original screenplay that, that touches the culture in such a big way. Like, that's a big deal and definitely should be acknowledged, and it's it's awesome, and he's done it again and again. I mean, Unbreakable, like I said, it was amazing. Signs was great, you know, I mean, um, so he's, I mean, I don't know, he's... He kind of had a. a I've kind of lost touch with Knight, uh, with M Knight, <laughs> with M Knight in the past few years. But his initial, his early movies were great, and I was there for him, man. And and this one was, it was amazing to see in the theater. And 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 in terms of this podcast, looking back, you know, as a whatever, like f- almost fourteen year old kid at the time, for me, I remember it being a very, very exciting experiencing in the theater. I do think, however, it doesn't it doesn't have the same impact it had that first viewing. But having said that, it actually, uh, it makes me appreciate the Haley Joel Osment, Tony Collette stuff more. I agree. And and it makes that stuff actually richer. So it's this weird thing. I think the twist undercut their performances the first time you watched it. Because once you realize... Once the twist is revealed, you just forget about all the other stuff. Then you're all you're thinking about is, oh my god, I've missed all this stuff, um, and you just lose it. Which I think under is a little. I don't know. I it's I I don't 
I don't know how I feel about it. We've, I didn't think this much about it after finishing it. I was just glad to not be watching through my fingers. Um, but now talking to you about it, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm more, um, I'm, I now talking it out. I'm a little uh, disappointed. Um, I just think that, like you said. The best parts of this movie are them, and I think they do a disservice. I think he does a disservice to the acting because of how big this the the, the twist was. I think you don't get to appreciate it. Yeah, it's a but it's a, it's a tricky one because I don't. At the same time, I honestly I think this one might have to be a, a question mark for me. Because I really, honestly, because I don't feel comfortable saying it doesn't hold up. I do, I feel comfortable saying the twist. It's well, a magic it, trick. Well, it, you can't here's the thing, do it, it twice. It, it holds up in the sense that it makes sense. It makes sense. The sixth sense. It makes the sixth sense in the sixth sense that this twist happens, and it works within the context of the movie. Like I, like I said, I do, he doesn't cheat. He doesn't. I don't think he's too manipulative with it. It just doesn't. It doesn't hold up, and it doesn't. And it, to me, it, it ends up revealing on subsequent view. It doesn't make subsequent viewings better like i feel like the like the like the good right. twists are the ones that actually make the movie more interesting on subsequent viewings you know like the ones that are really good actually make it enrich it and make it better when you know the truth so this one so oh, and a movie that i think yeah go ahead no i was just say this one i don't think does that i think this one actually it doesn't it actually makes the bruce willis stuff kind of less interesting knowing yes and i to uh, to, uh, to your point and i'm gonna reference a movie that i don't know your opinion on so you may look at me like i'm fucking crazy but the thomas crown affair never seen it so okay jesus what we find okay it's a a blind spot we can can do that one i i uh okay so thomas thomas crown affair with with um with uh pierce brosnan and uh and uh renee russo remake um yes the remake sorry yes the remake and um so in that one, for those of anyone listening who have seen it, the reveal is: Do you care if I give you the spoiler? Or you haven't seen it, so I don't. I, don't I know mean, if, no, I'm not going to do it. It's a, I won't. So I can't use that one. So I won't tell you. I, I, okay. If, well, well, you just like fucking. I'm going to transition. Pull the rug I'm out gonna, from under me. Well, rug out of what? You, you're not even standing on the goddamn <laughs> rug, man. Um, you don't even know what I'm talking about. So rug is firmly not it's under true. your feet. Um, the the the. Uh, so I'm going to pivot to the, another question that I that I had for you, which is, um, do you think this movie and the twist would hold up to a younger audience who haven't seen it and didn't know? Because we're getting to the point now, 24 years later, where this movie isn't regularly talked about by people, and it's not something that everyone has seen. And I think in another six to seven to ten years, it's going to be one of those movies that happened way back when, and only those of us who are at this point 50 years old at that point have seen it. And so a younger audience may watch it in the same way that you could watch an Alfred Hitchcock movie and not know whatever it is that janet lee is gonna die in the show or yeah yeah or 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 even in in the movie psycho that the the, Mm -hmm. that bates is the mother right is the mother and and also the killer like like you wouldn't know that even though everyone of the time knows it because it was clearly something do you think this movie would hold up then 
or do you think I have a suspicion, but I'm curious what you think. It's a very good question. I, yeah, I, man, honestly, my, my instinct is to say, no, I don't, I don't think they, they would fall for it. I think they would probably figure it out. I think, I agree. I think also, honestly, probably because it was so influential that, that, Although I, well, I'm going to say, although it's certainly not the first movie to do this. In fact, our next movie, just to tease, that we're going to do, is, oh, is, has a similar has a similar twist that came b- oh. before. But anyway, but no, but I, I do can't I, fucking wait. I know you can't, but uh, but no, but no, I do think that because of the impact of this movie, I think even in like subtle ways, I think it's been recycled, probably so much that they would pick up on it. I think and. And not to mention that I feel like at this point, I don't know, is there anyone who doesn't know the ending of The Sixth Sense? I feel like it's the most, next to Kaiser Soze, it's like the most famous twist ending of all time. I feel like even people who haven't seen it probably know how it ends. So I don't know what Kaiser Soze is, so. Are you fucking, <laughs> oh, holy, okay, wait, are you serious right now? I am serious. You, when I, I say, the words Kaiser Soze mean nothing to you. They're just. I've nonsense. heard. I've heard it. It, it. I know. I know it's a reference, but I don't know of to what. Well, I am not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal that. We're just going to have to wait for that movie to come up on our list. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. But so, no. I. I. I don't. Yeah. No. I don't think. I don't know that it would. It would. It would work on on modern audiences. I think. As well. I. I also think. Uh, well, and I agree with you. I and the reason why I asked the question because I. I feel like. I don't want again. I don't want to say that like this thing was like ahead of its time in some way because, like you said, I think things like this. I mean, the twist ending is is you know is part of all storytelling. I mean, that's hell. That's part of that. That's what makes stories interesting is that there's twists. Like it's not if if you know where the thing's going all the time, it 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 it's not always great. The you bi- want those the Bible? Twists. I didn't I didn't see it ending that way at all. Oh, wow. Wow. The Bible. That's you've I mean, I he came back. Like I thought, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. That was a It got that was it got le- me. Well, I didn't see that movie. Um uh, <laughs> who, who who directed the Bible? Um Mel Gibson, of course. Oh, or Charleston Heston, one of the two. Um Uh I uh, no, the Bible, I was gonna... the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson, he's he's still he's still working on it. He's directing it in running, his backyard. Currently. Running time: twenty three hours and two minutes. Um, uh, lots of scene changes in the Bible. Um, oh. oh yeah, the uh, big cast, uh, big cast, really big cast, uh, really big cast. Um, but uh, not controversial in any way either. No. No, universally loved and no, no, to- no universal appeal. <laughs> yep, yep, family friendly. Um, anyways, uh, I uh, I think that I think that younger audience would would pick up on it, like you said. But I I just feel like, um, I feel like at the time that it came out, audiences were were kind of this felt this was different enough. And the whole set, and and I don't think audiences would have been on the lookout for it. Whereas I just feel like nowadays there are, are far more movies that are taking different tacks and different approaches 
in a way that makes the audience kind of look for it or be on the lookout for the twist or something unique mm-hmm. or something's going to be a little different. Whereas in 1999, yes. especially, I mean, hell, you can just see by the movies that Bruce Willis was contractually, you know, it, ironically, Armageddon and The Kid are like two movies that are <laughs> like studio kind of just bland, yeah. you know, movies. Um, yeah. A- I could have written the ending. Right. <laughs> and, and everyone knew. So it's just kind of a... I just think the audience. I don't want to say they're more sophisticated. I just think that they're more. No, prone. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. As as films evolve and as you know, storytelling evolves, people there there is this like um, communal language of cinema that we all understand, just kind of innately, just from watching movies. Even even people who don't really follow film or aren't you know sophisticated quote unquote or aren't really interested in it as an art form even they understand the basic sort of fundamentals of narrative and visual storytelling and i think and i agree i think since this movie um and i think because of the impact of this movie we've seen it more and you're right at the time it wasn't it wasn't as frequent a thing to have a kind of big twist kind of shocking ending uh you know, um, other than, well, there was, <laughs> I have a funny story about, you know, there was the crying game earlier in the nineties, which, you know, that movie, right? Didn't see that movie. I know it. Do I you know, do it. you know the twists involved? No. Okay. I don't think okay. I well then my story will have no bearing. So anyway, <laughs> again, we're just yeah. throwing out movies that both our refer- of us have our refer- seen our references can- are not <laughs> landing tonight. It's okay. That's okay. Uh, tonight it's we right. don't, we're, we can't we're, find that we're off tonight. That's okay. <laughs> But um, but no, I think yeah, I think um, yeah, I it's just yeah, I think it would be harder to pull pull this off on an audience now. Um, cause I can't. well, I just don't. I don't know. Like I've thought about it. Like with my nieces who are are uh, you know, uh, sixteen, twenty, you know, and ten. I wouldn't show it to the ten year old at all. But the the sixteen year old particularly, I'm curious. Uh, or fifteen. I have two nieces, fifteen and sixteen. I'm curious if we watch if they watch this movie if they pick up on it. I I have a sneaky suspicion that about halfway through, mm. one of them would throw it out. Would just say, "Oh, he's 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 dead." Yeah, I think you know? the same and, with my kids. I feel like if I were to watch this with, with yeah. my son, either one of them, I think right. would be like, hey, "Which which dead, which?" I it? guess I I honestly yeah. that just that <laughs> intrigues me so much because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, there's you and I have watched a ton of movies, clearly not the same ones because we keep referencing, but we've watched a ton of movies and I don't feel like we're unaware when we're watching and I I don't feel like we're not, you know, that we can't obviously we can talk about movies forever, so it's not like something that yeah. I can Well, I think yeah, no, I think I know what I think I know what you're getting at cuz we're we're certainly intelligent enough yeah. to pick up on these things. But it is interesting to think that we, I think maybe because of when we grew up, there was still this kind of mystery to things. Yeah. We were, we had a little, we invested a little more in the mystery and we were able to go along with it a little more. Whereas, unfortunately, in the world we live in now, it's like there's no more fucking mystery anymore. Kids know everything. They can, (laughs) we, they can learn everything on their own. We can't, we don't even have to teach them anything. Yes. And I think, so they pick up on these things so innately 
that it's it's yeah it's hard to like and could you hide it blow their minds i don't know that you could hide it now yeah you can't it's it's so hard to it's it's it's, you know it's you gotta really be creative now to to get one over on an audience yeah it's tough to like to to hide something i mean like you think about you just think about like any television show now that has that gets really popular i'm thinking of like game of thrones and like the amount of stuff that they had to go through that last season to like protect the story from getting out and all of the sure. stuff. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing that you run into. Like, so if you're trying to fool somebody or do this type of thing, I think you're right. I think you know back then the internet. Yeah, there's always the social media is like it makes it so hard yeah. to. How do you keep spoilers? Like you know. <laughs> I mean, although I yeah, mean, there's a Reddit thread yeah, before you can get yeah, it's yeah, no, out it's, of the theater. Yeah, it's very, it's it's really hard to to keep anything a secret anymore at all, of any kind. We're just living. Wow, we're we're living. It's like we're living in the net, man. I mean, it's like it's the net, it's the net all over again in 2023. Mozart's ghost. I mean, it's all over all us, fucking man. Mozart's ghost. Fucking Mozart's all ghost. over. Man, man, we should have seen the signs. Pop in that floppy disk. Fuck yeah! Don't. Uh, we saw it. We saw it. Um, all right, so uh, we got to go to uh, Ebert's corner. Um, what did Roger think? Yes, that's right. What did Roger think? So what Roger thought. Um, interesting interesting thoughts. So this is, and it is interesting to see, because this was obviously a contemporary review. So this is not, this is written from the someone who, you know, had just saw the film in its first release, you know, without reflecting on it as we are. And Roger gave The Sixth Sense three stars out of four. Okay. And I have some Feels excerpts here. Yeah, yeah. So th- these, were, these were Roger's thoughts. He said, The Sixth Sense isn't a thriller in the modern sense, but more of a ghost story of the sort that flourished years ago when ordinary people glimpsed hidden dimensions. It has long been believed that children are better than adults at seeing ghosts. The barriers of skepticism and disbelief are not yet in place. In this film, a small boy solemnly tells his psychologist, I see dead people. They want me to do things for them. He seems to be correct. Bruce Willis often finds himself in fantasies and science fiction films. Perhaps he fits easily into them because he is so down to earth. He rarely seems ridiculous, even when everything else on the screen is absurd. See Armageddon. Because he never overreaches. He usually plays his characters flat and matter-of-fact. Here there is a poignancy in his bewilderment. The film opens with the mayor presenting him with a citation, and that moment precisely marks the beginning of his professional decline. He goes down with a sort of doomed dignity. Haley Joel Osment, his young co-star, is a very good actor in a film where his character possibly has more lines than anyone else. He's in most of the scenes, and he has to act in them. This isn't a role for a cute kid who can stand there and look solemn in reaction shots. These are fairly involved dialogue passages between Willis and Osment that require good timing, reactions, and the ability to listen. Osment is more than equal to them. And although the tendency is to notice how good he is, not every adult actor can play heavily, heavy dramatic scenes with a kid and not seem to condescend, or even worse, to be subtly coaching and leading him. Willis can. Those scenes give the movie its weight and make it as convincing as under the circumstances it can possibly be. I have to admit I was blindsided by the ending. The solution to many of the film's puzzlements is right there in plain view, and the movie hasn't cheated, but the very boldness of the storytelling carried me right past the crucial hints and right through to the end of the film, where everything takes on an intriguing new dimension. The Sixth Sense has a kind of calm, sneaky self-confidence that allows it to take us down a strange path intriguingly. So that's, that's Roger's thoughts, which I feel like are pretty 
I agree with yeah, that. I think I agree with that. I agree. With I think he's he's good. I think it's also interesting because he he also has an obligation to to hide the ending. Right. To yeah. hide the trick. So he can't yeah. talk about it. So it's it's yeah. it's and he's obviously one of the, probably the most uh well-known film critic of all time. Uh Right there with Gene Siskel. I, I think he's the greatest. Right, right there with Gene Siskel, probably. But um, sure. for him to be blindsided is uh, is is gives uh, gives me some some right. It makes it makes you feel does, makes you okay. feel less dumb for falling yeah. for it, right? <laughs> and who knows? Maybe I'm maybe yeah. we're giving our 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 young uh, nieces, nephews, sons uh, uh, too much credit, uh, and maybe they would get blindsided by it's it true. too. But. It's true. They're probably much dumber than we're. Than we're <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, I think that. Uh, uh, all right. So Roger, Roger. Uh, I, I agree with Roger. Three stars. That feels about right. I, I yeah. again. I don't know that the. We'll see how it holds up. I think. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't. He didn't yeah. mention Tony Collette, which which I thought she was. Yeah. Right. Again. Again. First and first time I had never seen her before. This is the first time I'd ever seen her. I had no idea who she was. And another thing I'm realizing in looking at these movies, and I guess because they're from a very specific time in my life, I think I apparently just had a crush on every single <laughs> female who was my same age or older than me in every movie I saw, because I definitely remember having a very big crush on her in this on movie. On Toni Collette. She's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, absolutely. She, she's very sexy she, she, she And the funny thing is that she has, uh, she has a very similar role uh, in About a Boy. Which is which is interesting. I never saw, never that. saw that with Hugh Grant. Anyways, he's no. he's yeah. oh, he's yeah. uh, and and she's the mother. She's a, a single mother of a of an odd child, but she's mm. even odder in that. And she's very uh, <laughs> she's very good in that too. But um, she's amazing. Yeah. By the way, talk speaking about scary movies and Tony Collette, Hereditary. Have you heard of this movie? <sighs> I, I, you would. I mean. You wouldn't last two minutes in that movie. I'm just saying. I barely. I, I, holy I, Matt, shit, Matt! I. It is going to be a. It is going to be a. <laughs> a. A. a, oh, a I'm so physical feat for me to get through this month of movies. <laughs> I. I am. Oh. I am. Just not looking forward to any of it. Um, so let's get on with it. What What are we moving on to? Oh, oh wait, we didn't give it. So we have okay. to give our nuns nun rating. Oh right. Um. I, I get, again. I'm kind. I, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna give. I give a none up. up I think. Yeah, it's, it, it. I think I'm gonna have to because it's it's a good movie. Like it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up to that initial viewing, but it can. It'll it's never do it again. And it, and objectively, it's a well done movie, and and I enjoyed it. And there's great acting in it, and it's very well done. And yeah, no, I'd I'd say it holds up. It's not. I I will say I don't think. Um, I don't. I think if I if if I were to see it now, not having seen it at the time, I would probably be surprised to find out it was such a massive success. I agree. To be honest, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, two nuns up. Uh, yeah, maybe. Two uh, nuns up. Maybe. By the way, oh my god, I I I'm ashamed to admit I wasn't even looking for nuns in this movie. Did you see nuns? I know there's a part in a church, but I don't remember seeing any nuns. There were no nuns in the church. Um, I don't, yeah. I feel like there should have in the six. I don't know why it seems like there. It's a movie about ghosts, so I feel like there's got to be nuns for some reason. But no, there's, there's not churches and stuff. But yeah, no, I don't think there were any nuns. There were so. none, no nuns. I didn't see. There was a couple. Maybe there no nuns. No, because there's the hanging scene, but I think those are just really old yeah. people in like pilgrim outfits yeah. that are not. Yeah, nuns. I, I, 
I, I mean, feel like the church I hope they're not. Empty. Ton- I hope they're. I hope they're not. Uh, they're hanging nuns. That would be hanging even, nuns. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, even. Yeah. Although there's a Very television disturbing. show out right well, there's, now. Well, there nuts. is. Although I will, I will remind you that there was a child hanging in that scene. So, <laughs> I mean, wow, come on. I mean, I mean children are okay, but no children. nuns. I mean, nuns. That's that's going too far. But hang all the children you want, please. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Um, all right, so we got to move on. What 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 do I have in store? What am I gonna? Oh. Boy, what oh am boy, I? I'm excited. God Almighty. Okay, please help so, me. What? What? Well, okay. So, I was thinking with this movie, there's a there's a very big twist, right? And it got me thinking about another film that has a very similar twist, but that I have to say, in contrast to this movie, I'm gonna be physically it, sick. <sighs> this this movie delivers time and time and time again. And that is a movie called Jacob's Ladder. And you have, there's no reaction, literally no reaction from you right now, which makes me even more excited because you don't even know what you're in. <laughs> I feel okay. like Jacob is Jacob's, I mean, isn't the omen kid named Jacob? Is it, does it have anything to do with that? No, that's, that's Damien. Oh, that's friend. right. Damien, right. Never mind. Um, Jacob's I, Ladder is a film released in 1990. It starred Tim Robbins, and it was directed by Adrian Lyne, who directed Fatal Attraction. And it is about a... Tim Robbins plays a Vietnam veteran who is having some very troubling visions and um, hallucinations and ends up going on a very, very disturbing uh, existential kind of journey. Come on. This movie (laughs) is... Christ. Honestly, all I can say is that Uh, if the the sixth sense made you a mess, man, this one, I'm I'm really... I can't wait to see your reaction because there is imagery in this... There is imagery in this film that... I is etched into my brain that I'll never forget. This movie is, but, but it is a masterpiece. I will say that I'm just going to, and this is spoiler because I guess I'm, but this movie is, but it, I felt like it was appropriate because for one thing, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie worthy of analysis for sure, because it's a very complex and interesting film, but also it's a great, it's kind of a good companion piece to the sixth sense because there's a very similar twist to it. Uh, but this one I have to say is done much better. So Jacob's Ladder uh, is the next film on our list. Uh, so you're welcome and have fun with that. And I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see how traumatized you are next time I see you. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm just. I'll not. let you. I, just, I'll, I don't. I'll. I'll let you pick the next one after that. How about I'm, that? I'm not picking. I'll, I'll pick fucking. I want to. <laughs> we're gonna watch Barbie. Is what we're gonna watch. I'm not. Ah, I'm not. I'm by not, the way, by the way, finally saw Barbie. Haven't seen it. So. Finally watched. Bar- it's fucking great. Is it? It's great. It's phenomenal. I know I'm so late to the party. Nobody needs me to... Maybe <laughs> just made fucking $1 billion at the box office. Nobody needs me to say this, but hey, That's Greta like- Gerwig, Margot Robbie, ma- listen, if there is even a fraction of a sliver of a chance that Margot Robbie becomes aware of my existence by me shouting out this movie, <laughs> I'm fucking doing it. Margot Robbie, I love you. Good con- Congratulations. 
I, I got to tell uh, you. Uh, please uh, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I love how you're saying you're late to the party. It's like, Forrest Gump? Have you heard? Have you seen this movie, exactly. Forrest Gump? Oh. I mean, come I on. I mean, they really, this Barbie picture, it's really, you know, they those those kids really did something think, with this I think, thing. I think they're good. They, I think they could be, they could have something. I think they're, they're on to something. I think they're going to do, they're going to go far, those, those Barbie people. All right. So Jacob's Ladder. Great movie. Jacob's, Jacob's Ladder. Ladder. It's, I mean, good, good luck. Well, it's. And Matt, you have to pick the movies for, for Halloween. I'm not going to, because I'm not picking. <laughs> I am not. I am not fucking picking Ooh. a scary. There is not a move. There is not a scary movie that I ever <laughs> want to watch. I'm not gonna pick it. And I, I okay. Uh, I'm gonna. These are gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get creative uh, with these ones. But, but yeah. Okay. Jacob's ladder. Okay. Enjoy and uh, and we'll, we will uh, we will ascend the ladder. Oh next fuck me! Week. All right. Um, okay. All right, Matt. I'm gonna go and. Just uh, try to watch something that takes my mind off of all of this. Sleep um, tight. Go watch Barbie. Go watch Barbie. I, I will. We should, we should do a special episode you. on Barbie. I should go watch it, and we should do a special episode on Barbie. <laughs> we should. Yeah. We should. I tell. Yeah. I would. I'd love that. Okay. All right. Um, it'll be a good. It'll be good. Um, it'll be a good palate cleanser after yes. Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds. My brain needs to be washed and wiped. It'll be a brain wipe. Yes, Jesus yes. Christ. Okay, I'm terrified. Right. I'm, I'm hating it already, and I haven't even fucking watched it. All right. Um, oh. All right, Matt. So um, excited. Another one in the books. Uh, we got to. We'll we'll we we'll end it there. Um, good. Yeah. Good talk. Good. Um, good, uh, good. Take them. Good podcasting. Good. Uh, just uh, you know, if you see dead people. Just um, go find Bruce Willis. Well, not Bruce Willis. Just he's, talk to he's him. Ha- I mean, <laughs> yeah, just talk to him. They just want they just want help, right? They just they want just to be heard. Help. They just want your help. They just want to be heard. They yeah. So they just they just want you to expose their mother murdering them, and oh, that's all they want. Okay. All right. On to, that, so sleep on that. On that sleep note. Sleep tight. <laughs> good night. All right. Um, good night, my friend. Good night, Shyamalan. Um, <laughs> you did it. Oh, God yeah. bless you. Okay. Um, uh.